Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, Harry Douglas in for Key, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Download the podcast. Don't care if you listen to it. I just We get credit every time a podcast is downloaded. That's what I want. Um, so, guys, I want to bring Harry Douglas into the conversation, Jay, that we were just having. Like, Daniel Jones drafted sixth overall. Harry, Justin Herbert was drafted sixth overall the following year. <laughs> like, Dave Gettleman took over the team. It's, his, it's four seasons in. The Giants have never spent a day over 500 the entire time. I think they're 18 and 41 now over Gettleman. And again, I don't want to cost anyone his job. Everyone says Gettleman's a nice dude and, and obviously he had health problems. I strongly, strongly encourage an NFC that, East team to hire him and do everything he tells them to do. They should give him an enormous position in the front office of some other NFC East team. So the Giants get to play that team every year. Harry. What about it? Like, let, let, let's start with this. Yeah. He thought, he saw Daniel Jones and thought, that's the guy. What do you think of Daniel Jones? A guy who's underperformed, especially where he was drafted at. Um, a guy who's been inconsistent his entire career. Um, turnovers. In this league, you can't turn the football over. Um, he, he has the weapons this year, but can he stay healthy? Right? Um, and coming into the season, we talked about the offensive line. Remember me and you um, on first take mm-hmm. when he was doing mm-hmm. it? We talked about the offensive line. And just watching you talk about and having your profound love for the Giants, I know the passion in you, Max, is it's hilarious, man, because they continue to disappoint you over and over again. The only thing I care – like, I, I was a kid – when I was a little kid, guys, I rooted for the Steelers because if, if back in that day, if you didn't have a soul and your and your and your uh, home team stunk, you rooted for the Cowboys. And if you did, you rooted for the Steelers. Nevertheless, I rooted for the Steelers. And the point is, <laughs> the point is At least that you, it. I love you know it. when I started rooting for the Giants, when. You know, they got Lawrence Taylor and Phil Sims. I didn't know anything as a little kid. What did I know? I just knew if they're good or bad, right? And then by the time I'm like seven, eight, nine years old, then Bill Parcells is coaching, and it was always about the big guys up front. The Giants wanted to control the line of scrimmage. So that's the football I know. And this dude, Gettleman, takes over the front office and talks that talk. We're going to control the line of scrimmage. That's why Harry, when the offensive line after all this time, is, it's getting better, but it's okay. It galls me. You know what I mean? It galls me. Well, you brought up the, um, the, the draft picks, right? Um, they could have taken Justin Herbert, right? But they didn't. But I think that was more so on, okay, let's make our pick right. And I think a lot of teams get caught up in that riffraff saying, okay, we drafted this guy at this spot. We're going to try to make it work versus just saying, okay, we need to move on and draft another guy. Now, that's easier said than done, but within some organizations, that needs to be the mindset. And if you have to move on from a guy that you drafted in the first round, especially high, you just got to move on. Or or you're going to end up in the situation that you're in right now. So it's crazy because when you think about what the tea leaves say, then you're like, all right, so the Giants drafted Daniel Jones by default. Right? Like if – yeah. By default, Max, like that's that's the word that you have around that draft pick. It's like, all right, well, Justin Herbert, we, there seems like there was a consensus within the Giants organization that he was going to be their guy. Dave Gettleman goes out there to see him, even though, you know, at the time their head coach didn't get a chance, Pat Sherman didn't get a chance to sit down with him one-on-one. Like it seems like that was a consensus. Well, he's not, he's not available right now because he's going back to Oregon. So the Manning brothers tell us that 
you know, he's that guy. Daniel Jones is that guy. And then next year, you get Andrew Thomas at four, even though he's there at six. Like, just, I don't understand why guys don't have resolve. Andrew Thomas wasn't the best offensive lineman in that draft. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, you needed to reach because you – like, let's put it this way. Let's say, you dra- let's say you have Kirk Cousins on your team and you have a chance to get Aaron Rodgers. No-brainer. You just do it. Like, no one would think twice about it. If you have Daniel Jones but you drafted him sixth, who cares? Don't throw good money after bad, right? Like, if Justin Ju- – Daniel Jones to Justin Herbert is Kirk Cousins to Aaron Rodgers. I don't think people understand. You can make an argument. I, I don't do it yet because his track record's not there yet. That Herbert's the best quarterback in football. He is in a category talent-wise with Mahomes, Rodgers, and that's it. There's Mahomes, Rodgers, Herbert in terms of do they have the, the arm, the legs, the size, and he's six. Six. He he towers over Mahomes and Rodgers in terms of his height. Got just as good an arm and is fast. Like he's leading the league in QBR. He had the greatest rookie season of all time last year. What more do you want from this kid? He was sitting there. Yeah, he's not. He's he's not done. He's just getting started. He's just beginning. Just scratching the surface. And I think when, when you look at what he did his rookie year, you look at what he's doing this year. Um, I think he's going to be in that category if he can stay healthy, right? If he can stay healthy, his offensive line is consistent, he'll be in the category that we speak of of Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to put him in the Tom Brady category because Tom Brady got seven. That's different. He got seven rings, so I'm not even going to take it that far. But you look at Daniel Jones and the inconsistencies. We just talked about being consistent, right? In this lead, if you're not consistent, especially at the quarterback position, you're going to have these conversations. No You're going to have these conversations Jay, year in and year out. Jay, Harry, and I'll tell, I want to direct this at you, Jay. They, and, and by the way, Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. Will Giants fans watch this weekend wondering what might have been with Justin Herbert? 888-SAY-ESPN. Jay, like, Daniel Jones is very athletic. But when you watch, in, in the sense that he's fast, he can throw, but when you watch him, Key talks about this, it just doesn't look right. right. You know what I mean? Justin Herbert as an athlete, it looks right. Like just eyeball test, you go, they're both fast, but and they both can throw, but Justin Herbert's faster, he throws better, and it looks right when you watch him. You know, obviously there's a Duke connection for me, so you're always going to support somebody from your school. Yeah, and he's but, good. By the way, he's, he's a solid but, NFL quarterback. I remember watching him in college, and, and you know that was at a time when – Peyton Manning and David Cutcliffe, who's no longer the head coach at Duke, you know, would go down there and he'd spend time. And you would start hearing people around Durham talk about there's so many similarities to Eli Manning here. Like it just it looks similar. It feels it feels exactly like the same thing, right? And my cousin being David Tyree, we have conversations about this. I'm like, all right, I I hear what we're saying. I hear it looks similar, but does that mean like is that the future? Like, are we saying similar to Eli Manning is the future of where our organization needs to go? Because I feel like we got a lot of luck out of Eli Manning. And Eli Manning's look incredible player, Super Bowl champion multiple times. But I wanted the next iteration of Eli Manning. Yeah. I didn't want somebody that reminded me You're of Eli drafting Manning. your – you know how many times I watched he hasn't Daniel even Jones? Been Eli Manning, well, that's what no. I'm saying. But like, you, you know how many times I watched Daniel Jones in college? Zero. I never saw him throw a pass in college until I watched because I'm a Duke fan. That's because the reason I watch. Because who Duke football? You watch Duke basketball. basketball. Justin Herbert was tearing it up in Oregon. Like he was like for the real, real football. But, but I think a lot of the hype around Daniel Jones came from the fact that David Cutcliffe, 
coached Eli Manning, Man, no doubt. right? And and that whole debacle. That's where a lot of the yes. hype actually yes. came from. Like so, so I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna uh, put it like this: Duke on Giants crime if, for me. It's the worst. If he didn't have David Cutcliffe <laughs> as his coach, and that connection wasn't oh, there, never would have. I don't even think he would have been a first round draft. Pick. I agree. But guys, wow, let's I even agree. look at Eli. The reason Eli went one overall is because pedigree. Because he had the Manning name, or else he wouldn't have gone one overall. He would not have, right? And so, but you know why I'm okay with it, even though he was league average most years, because he won. He was one of the most clutch quarterbacks who ever lived. Yes, arguably, the, biggest the most yes. clutch, arguably yes. the most clutch postseason quarterback of all time. And you can make a very strong argument for it. Those two, those two Super Bowl runs. So you're hoping that a guy who kind of reminds you of him, but he's but he's fast, like he's he is this 2.0 in the sense he has wheels. You're hoping that he turns out to be the most clutch quarterback yeah, of yeah, all but, time. Yeah, but it's not even that though, Max. When you saw Justin Herbert, I heard people say he's a generational type quarterback. No doubt. I never heard the word generational used to describe Daniel Jones. Well, it's going to take us a generation to get over the fact that they drafted him sixth overall and could have had Herbert the following year. That's in that way he's a generational quarterback. <laughs> but you got to be careful by living by hope. You heard Kings of Comedy. We don't live by the hope theory. <laughs> We wish up. <laughs> yes. All right. So I was just wondering, are Giants fans going to be thinking about Justin Herbert uh, this weekend? Maryland, Queens. You're on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. What's going on, guys? Mel from Queens. But I, what my thing is, like, no, I'm not watching the game thinking about Herbert. I mean, when we had uh, Saquon, we had a bunch of receivers. You're thinking about you investing your offensive line. We've seen a, a bunch of teams win Super Bowls. With, you know, super quarterbacks who probably won't even be Hall of Fame players. So I think there's narratives about these top five quarterbacks a lot of times. A lot of them end up being bust, and we keep trying to, like, paint Who this played in the Super Bowl the last year? Is it Mel, M-E-L, or Merrill? Yeah, Mel, M-E-L-L. That's, okay, Mel, okay. Who played in the Super Bowl last year? Name the quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes. But before that, and Tom many, Brady. Patrick Mahomes. And who played and Tom, the year before? Tom Brady wasn't. But Tom Brady wasn't a, a top draft pick. He was a top I, draft pick quarterback. Okay, fine. I'm just asking you who played in the Super Bowl the year before. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. How about right. the Yeah, and who, before, and who did Patrick Mahomes beat in the Super Bowl that year? He beat uh um I can't remember, Dag. Um but, but my point my point is this all these top five quarterbacks that's been going over these years, think about the last ten years. How many top five quarterbacks before Patrick Mahomes was winning Super Bowls? Not many. Most of them have becoming are becoming bust or regular players, or we make excuses about, and then we want to talk yeah, about yeah, these yeah, no, no, no. but no. but actually we're talking about the sixth pick. But it is much more likely that the Super Bowl champion comes from a first round pick than a sixth round but, pick. Brady's an outlier, and the 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 idea that you can just get a good game manager, big on third down, and win a Super Bowl, you can, but you're hoping to get lucky with just the right team, but, just the right guy. The best thing to do is get the best player. Mero, I, I hear what you're saying, though, because it was Jimmy G that, you know, the year before that, and obviously I, I hear what you're talking about as relates to Tom Brady and where he was drafted. I, it's more the issue that it feels like if you're a Giants fan, you keep getting punched in the stomach. There are constant reminders of where your team could have been compared to what our success rate has been over the past six years. That's it, a constant reminder. And, and if, you, if you're going to win a Super Bowl or go to a Super Bowl and have a chance to win a Super Bowl with not a, one of these top quarterbacks – you better have a defense like the Ravens have. You better have a defense like San Francisco had when Jimmy G did go there. Great point. Right? 
And that, you know, and you know the what? The whole Jimmy team G, aspect plays a factor in this. In Jimmy this whole G's thing. an underrated quarterback. He's actually excellent, and he lost to a better quarterback because in the end he couldn't make the plays, and Mahomes could. Right? That was the difference in the game, and the idea that well, Nick Foles has won a Super Bowl recently again. Are you just crossing your fingers and hoping that your solid quarterback Defense. catches fire, or do you want to just put yourself in a position to win by getting the best players? <laughs> oh, I'm so fired up. Keep going. I like Mike it. in Pennsylvania. You're on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Harry Douglas in for Key today. What's up? Oh, man, Harry. I got to give Harry the credit for stepping in today. Here it is as Giants fans, gentlemen. Here it is. Here's the answer. I'm not worried about the Justin Herbert situation at all. It is what it is. As a Giants fan, I'm done. I'm done biting my lips, getting bloody lips every weekend. Yeah. What we wanted, what Gettleman said, Daniel Jones, he may not be the answer. But when the guy's backpedaling and backpedaling up every single play, his form's off, everything's off. Gettleman said five years ago, or four, whatever it's been, we're going to fix this line. We have yet to fix this line at all. <laughs> and here it is. Here, and this is what the Giants fans want. They want the sexy picks. They want the receivers. They want the Saquon Barkleys. Barkley don't hit holes like Zeke does. It, it's simple. Guys, I love Barkley. I love him. I'm from PA. I love him. But he's not hitting the holes. We have yet to fix our line. If we fixed our line instead of picking all these sexy picks, we would be in great shape. And Daniel Jones might be that quarterback. But it's all sad. It's all turning for the wrong reasons right now. It really is. Well, I, it, I, I, I'm with you, Mike. And hey, guys, when the Giants were winning Super Bowls the last time, yes, they had a solid, steady quarterback who was big on third down and great under pressure. They had an excellent O-line and a pass rush. The Giants have an O-line that's improving but still is substandard after four years of this, hmm. and they don't have a pass rush. The New York football Giants. Buddha in the Bronx. You're on Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? What's, going on? What's up, man? <laughs> hey, listen, guys. Um, I, I, I know you guys weren't working with Max, and I love Max to death, but I, I agree Daniel Jones is not the answer. But, Max, you do not remember when you used to have that commercial cut where you were like, this guy is the truth? <laughs> Well, I got <laughs> He got Ooh! receipts, Max. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Max, he has I, receipts. I, I, I will tell you. I'll, I'll, let's go over that. I was against the pick I wanted Dwayne Haskins if they were going to take a quarterback at the time, right? Because mm-hmm. Haskins at Ohio State, like, and he, was com- he had a great year, and he was coming on through the year and everything. In the preseason, I watched Daniel Jones, and what I said was that was the right pick instead of Dwayne Haskins. It's looking like the early returns. And, about, and after his rookie year, I said, okay, you know what, Gettleman? I was wrong about Jones because I was mocking the pick. And, and it was not a mockable pick. So, of course, I'm going to get behind my guy. He showed promise as a rookie. I didn't think he was a future Hall of Famer, but he showed promise as a rookie. 24 touchdowns, probably around half that number of picks. He was fast. He had an arm. He, he seemed to understand the game. If only he could get over fumbling and turning the ball over for no good reason, right? Maybe that could be correctable. So, yeah, I had, of course you get behind your dude when, when he shows promise. I never looked at him and thought this is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in football ever. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. When you look at uh, the Giants, right, you look at Dave Gettleman and his picks, it's like, Jay, when you retire, right, when you go to buy things, do I need this or do I want, want this? this, right? And mm. I think that's what Dave Gettleman needs to start thinking about when he's making these draft picks. Do I want oh, no, this? No, 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 Do I need this? I, I don't need Dave Gettleman to start thinking about anything. I need Dave Gettleman oh, to go. Oh, you want to be gone? Oh, <laughs> okay. No, I think he should think about like draft I, picks for the Washington football team or the Cowboys or 
the Eagles, please, some front office in the NFC East, I beg you, take it. I think he's great. You should take him. Well, that's what he should have done. Just yes. like, how do the uh, <laughs> yes. hey, Harry, Jay, how do these other teams convince us to hire Jason Garrett? Like, think about the Giants for a second. Jason, the problem in Dallas wasn't the Jay- offense. Was it wasn't even the defense at the time. It was Jason Garrett. And they hired him. To call plays! And then they fire him. They hired him to call <laughs> plays! And they fired him too late. They waited too long. Decisions, decisions. A- okay, Angel in Texas, or on hell. How do you pronounce your name? Uh, both, man. All right. Both, but uh, I mean, I, I don't try to stress people too much with the pronunciation. It's, you know, it's not natural. Go ahead. You know. But uh, no, um, hey, uh, I, man, these past five weeks for my Cowboys, man, I want everybody to just notice that the three losses we have, CD and Cooper Hurt, uh, Tyron Smith, uh, you lost your your starting right tackle, Terrence Steele, because uh, he's actually surpassed Lyle Collins just to catch everybody up on a national level. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and when we talk about Dak Prescott. When we talk about Dak Prescott's contract, uh, we have to understand that the difference between him and Carson Wentz and Jared Goff is that the Eagles and Rams decided to trade their draft, their, their draft arm. The Cowboys are in great position because by the time you got to pay guys like Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs, guys, you can get off contracts like Ezekiel Elliott and Lyle Collins. Where are you from, by the way? You're right about this. Where are you I'm from? from? I'm from a, a little a town called Beaumont. Oh, yeah, no, listen, Beaumont, you're from Beaumont. That's fine. I just want to make sure you're from the area, Dallas fan, or else I get on you. Um, that's right. I think, I think what you're saying is right, but doesn't that put the onus on Dak to make a run like now? You're right. They're set up. They got talent. Dak's real good. Because the, because the Cowboys draft well, and all that's going to happen in, no the, in the future years is that, again, when you have to – everybody talks about these windows, but these windows open as fast as they close. So when you're talking about – I mean, in 2016, people were saying, oh, the window's now, the window's now. And then all that happens is you get a Micah Parsons and C.D. Lamb, and you get this new breed. And the Cowboys draft incredibly well. They're going to continue to draft well. They don't trade their picks. They don't hire these. I mean, they don't uh, sign these big big free agencies. They uh, are starting to learn how to build a defense because in this uh, 25 years of ineptitude that we've been going through, the best defensive players we've had has been DeMarcus Ware, Darren Woodson. And now Parsons. Okay, listen, I, I get it. I agree with him. I, I agree with him, too. The issue for the Cowboys is one thing. Jerry Jones won't ever hire the right coach because he can't stand other people getting credit, right? He wants to be Thanks. the guy. That's the problem with the Cowboys. It's not drafting. It's not the talent. It's that. Even though it doesn't feel right, I mean, are you guys saying there's no way the Cowboys can win a championship? This I'm year? not saying that. I mean, that's a, even though I know I'm you're saying, saying like, there's no way. Well, no. you said like the one issue. You know what I mean? Like Mike McCarthy can still win a championship. Possibly, but I, I think I mean, he, he lowers the odds. You think he lowers odds? Yeah. Because of the two play call issues this year that happened, even though they won those games? Well, no, clock I think, management. Clock management, but they still won those games. No, I would say. I hear what you're saying. They still, those the, are still wins. Though. The micro issue, like the, the spot issue, is clock management. The larger issue to me is when factors come into. This is one of the reasons discrimination in hiring is just stupid, right? When factors come into deciding jobs other than the merits, you, you are putting yourself behind the eight ball. And my problem with the Cowboys is they don't. If you're as soon as you're not looking to hire the best guy, but you're looking to hire the best guy that fits certain criteria, to already you're behind. But I've the seen eight a lot ball. of best guys. I've seen a lot of guys that aren't the best guys win Super Bowls but or championships. That's why it's possible. It just lowers yeah. the odds. The, the micro, the clock, the clock mismanagement is not micro for me. Okay, because that can turn into I've been a part of that <laughs> with the Falcons. Bad clock management for a year that it came down to the last football game, us against the Panthers, see who go go to the to the playoffs. 
And if we would have did a better job with clock management in two or three of our football games, mm. it wouldn't have came down to that one game. Allen in South Carolina, you're on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, Harry Douglas in for Key today, ESPN Radio. Hey, how's it going? Uh, love you guys' show. Uh, I just uh, hear you talking about the Giants and how they're down, having it down. Man, my Falcons don't even have a ring yet, and we consistently screw up drafts trying to chase defensive ends and things like that, and I'm just wondering, when are we even going to have a chance again? Because it looks like the window that was slightly open is slamming shut. Well, well, first, I'll tell you, Alan, the last regime um, made it hard for this new regime coming in, right? You can't, you can't bring in big-name free agents because if you don't have any money, right? The cap was an issue with that. But I'll tell you now, this football team right now is 5-7. and seven. Before the season, would you think this football team would have been 5-7 and seven right now at this point? No. I didn't think they had a chance. My point exactly. So that's the promise right there. If they're 5-7 and seven, – with the roster that they have right now, not being able to bring in big name free agents, you got Cordell Patterson, which is I think is the second best free, second or third best free agent signing this year in football, behind probably I say Judon and Trey Henderson for, for Cincinnati, right? You hit you hit a gem right there. He's going to be a free agent this year, but you re-sign him, right? You have the pieces. Calvin really, he's not playing because yep. of the mental health issues. You didn't think that was going. You didn't think that was going to happen. Cal Pitts is coming along. It's going to be a great tight end in this league for a long time. You have the pieces. You just got to get beefer on the defensive line. You got to get guys that can rush the passer, and you got to get more corners. But the promise is there. Everybody got to understand, Rome's not built in one day. And what the last regime left this organization is making it hard for this new regime. Yeah, I, it is a good case study, though, in if you have a high draft pick and you don't believe, you believe that the quarterbacks are okay, but they're not better than your guy, unlike Gettleman, don't try to invent the guy like if you didn't see it in, in Mac Jones if you didn't see it in Justin Fields and you think Matty Ryan and Matty Ice he's up there he maybe he's not but I don't think these guys are ever going to be great if that's what you believe don't try to make them great in your own mind just wait be patient build the team we talked about the Cowboys divisional matchup with the football team Dallas Washington is the hot ticket in the NFL this week and hot ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats where you earn rewards with every purchase Vivid Seats rewards is your ticket to more tickets Vivid Seats, life happens live. We thought the Browns had turned a corner. Cleveland Browns. Mm, mm, mm. One former Steeler says, no, still the Browns. That's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Presented by Progressive Insurance, protecting your business with specialized coverages for your commercial vehicles. More at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Harry Douglas sitting in for Key today, and we are thrilled to be joined by Gerard Cherry on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear. With you for every mile on the road to greatness, Goodyear more driven. Good morning, Gerard. Good morning, Max. How you doing? I am doing great, man. I'm hearing a lot of negative stuff being said about my football team, but yeah. I'm not going to hold that against the well, powers not, that beat. Gerard, it's not negative. It's just pain. It's it's there's yeah. Hard. I'll tell you the truth. I root for the Browns. I mean, like I I I think as, as I mentioned on this show, um, the dog pound. Like those fans got you a franchise back when they were gone. Like I I, I feel, but that's why, man. I feel bad for you guys exactly. right now, Jordan. I'm not gonna lie because it felt like. The Browns had turned a corner. They weren't a punchline anymore. They won the division. They beat the Steelers in the playoffs. And now this. And Ryan Shazier said this about Cleveland on our show yesterday. Gerard, listen to this and react, please. The Browns are the best. Like, if you just go to paper, if, if teams won games by paper, Browns are the best team on paper. But I just don't know what's up. I think they're kind of like the Lions organization. They just don't know how to win and uh, and figure things out. Gerard, come on. You know, we're saying Cleveland's still going to Cleveland. What do you think about the perception of, of the Browns? Uh, here's the hard part with that, Max. There's some truth to it, unfortunately, in that there is a little bit of truth to it, in that on paper, I was one of the main people. Heck, I was on your airways saying, we're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to do this. And we're going to do that. And here we are at 6-6. Six and six, And when we play against teams that have winning records, we don't do that well. So I will say this. The issue used to be, do we have talent? Now we have talent. So the issue now become, I think, of psychologically, you at? do you think you can beat these teams? Because after watching Pittsburgh play last night and against the Ravens and watching the Ravens play, and heck, even watching the L.A. Chargers play, I still say to myself, how in the world did my football team lose to those teams when they were winning? And, heck, when you see what the Chiefs have become, we were beating them. So there is an issue right now, and there's something to be said about it, where you do have to get to that mental place of, as a collective, saying to yourselves, we do belong here. We're in this space for a reason, and we should be here. And we haven't quite got there yet. But I'm thankful for him saying that because that will be what we call bulletin board material. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much. <laughs> Hey, Gerard, Andrew Barry said he expects Baker to play his best football after the bye week. What do you expect from Baker? What do you expect from Baker, and what do you think you're going to get from Baker? Because it could be two different things. Yeah, it can be, but here's the thing, Jay Will. Last year, he was having ups and downs. He was inconsistent. Bye week comes, they do evaluation, go through all the different plays in which he's having some success and failure, and the next thing you know, he's one of the top three quarterbacks from a production standpoint in National Football League. So I'm hoping the same occurrence takes place, that him having a time to step away from the game. And sometimes, as you know, as an athlete, you just, at any endeavor, sometimes you just need to step away and see for yourself what the other world part of the world looks like and then immerse yourself back in it, realizing that you do belong. I want Harry to get in here, but I just got to say, 
however he was producing, did you ever look at Baker? And I like Baker. Did you ever look at him, Gerard Cherry, and think that's a top three quarterback? No, no, no. But in the last NFL? year down the stretch, he was playing at a really he was high level. He playing very well. But did very you ever think level. he was top three or could be elite? Well, I saw it last year, though, Max, in the second half. He was doing beautiful things. And even if you go back to that playoff game against the Kansas City Chiefs, he was the only guy I felt that was consistent and then seemed shook in that moment, and then at the moment wasn't too big for him. I understand the injuries. I understand Odell Beckham Jr. And the other things of your contract are all hitting him at one time, and you never want to fight a multi-front war, and that's what he's doing psychologically and physically. So I get the struggles, but I can't make excuses for him because the great ones do what? The top threes, they overcome it, and he needs to overcome it. So he needs to prove Andrew Barry and myself right because we think he can, and hopefully he does do that. Draw, you look at last week, the Ravens, they gave up seven sacks against the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? And you, you look at the Cleveland Browns, their defensive line. Do you think they can have the same success? And if they're going to win this football game, do they need to have that same success to, to be able to get the victory in that division? Yeah, if the defense don't show up and show out, they're going to – and obviously if the offense is not clicking on all cylinders, you're not going to win. Because you know, like I know, Lamar Jackson – you can He can throw four interceptions. He can have ten turnovers. And he's going to find some way at the end of the game to be in the game to put his team in position to win. So it's going to be paramount that our football team, and the defensive line in particular, gets after him. And I love what I'm seeing on the teams now, saying, you know what, we're going to play cover zero. We're not going to let this guy sit back there and relax. We're going to attack him with our defensive line, and we're going to also blitz him. So you have to do that to have a chance against the Ravens. Well, I, and I said this, when, when the Dolphins played a lot of cover zero, and I think before them it was Cincinnati, against the Ravens, I was on Bart and Han. I was on their show, and I said, mm-hmm. this is not going to be the last time Lamar Jackson sees cover zero. And let me tell you why it blows my mind, though. The Baltimore Ravens love to play cover zero, too, mm-hmm. and play man coverage. So if you see that <laughs> throughout, that's what I'm saying. Like, why, do, why doesn't Greg Roman, he has to do a better job. Lamar Jackson has to do a better job. Receivers have to do a better job in understanding versus cover zero, you can't it, you got to have hots built in. you got to mm-hmm. break routes off. You can't run routes at 15, 16 yards against cover zero. The blitz is going to get home. So until they figure that out, they're going to continue to see it throughout the rest of this regular season, throughout the playoffs, if they make the playoffs, until they figure out what the – until they have the right adjustments, I should say. Which everybody yeah, well, should have. It does seem mm-hmm. like they don't have a plan for it. It's weird. No, that, that's, the, that's the most upsetting part about it. Yeah. Gerard, um, Gerard Cherry with us, Keyshawn J. Willemax, Harry Douglas sitting in for Key today. Um, what do you think? What do you think happened? Uh, do you think it's just circumstances? But last year, when you beat the Steelers in the playoffs, it seemed like a corner was turned. And normally, when that happens, that can sustain you through kind of the times that the Browns have been through this year. Why so far has it not? Do you think? Uh, that's a heck of a question, and my thoughts are the following. You had a spot where it was all about, we have to close the gap. We have to close the gap and get on the same level with talent with the Ravens and the Steelers. So we closed that gap. We beat the Steelers, and you're saying, okay, we arrived. All season, we're talking about Super Bowl and all this type of stuff. But here's the thing that happens, unfortunately, especially with teams that haven't won before. Success can be also a curse, and then you start throwing money into the picture, and that can also convolute things. And I think those combinations of things of not knowing how to handle success and praise, coupled with, okay, am I about to get paid? 
has just really done a number on this football team to where guys are and the organization itself is trying to figure out. Because think about this, guys. For the most part, being a Cleveland Browns supporter, I have not seen first-round draft picks last more than four or five years. We're finally in a situation where we have guys like Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, that we want to keep around for the long term. And that was foreign. That didn't happen before. So you have that going on, that dynamic of what do we do with successful draft picks? We know how to handle that. Now what do we do with expectations? We've had that before and we failed, and we're kind of doing that right now. But the main thing is when you then throw the money in of who's going to get paid and who's not going to get paid, that takes off the focus of team and puts it on self. And you guys know, like I know, if you're in a team sport, if you're not focused on the concept of team over self, you're not going to win games. Gerard Cherry on the Goodyear Hotline, ladies and gentlemen. That was an interesting answer. Keyshawn J. Willemax presented by Progressive Insurance. Thank you, Gerard. Appreciate it. All right, Gerard. Ah, welcome. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Andrew Berry's next job may be. They know how to deal with failure, right? They've been doing that a long time. That team needs to learn. The front office, it starts with, I think, how to deal with success. That was the problem. They'd never had any, and it's new to them, and maybe they didn't know how to deal with it. Are the Browns the most disappointing team in the NFL? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. That means it's time to play Believe It or Not on Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, your smart speakers, your podcast. Evan, take it away. All right, Harry's new, so we're going to explain the game really quick. Harry, I'm going to say a sentence. Then you're going to say if you believe that sentence to be true or not. It's very easy. Believe it or not. Here we go. The Browns are the most disappointing team in the NFL this season. Believe it or not. I believe it. I believe it. Because the Browns, everybody, I picked them to win the AFC North. Jay, you picked them to win the AFC North, right? Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of people, I think, around this country picked the Browns to win the AFC North this year. Um, if not them, the Ravens. But I think the Browns was up there. They have the most talented, one of the most talented teams in the NFL. So I believe that they have been the most disappointing so far. I I, I do, but I'm, <laughs> I'm starting <laughs> to believe the Bills are going to be the most disappointing team to me. Just because I – I see the talent, but what I expected last year from the Bills compared to what I'm getting this year, it's just a major drop-off. I'm going to believe it barely. Evan, did you say so far this season? Just in the NFL this season. Th- because so this far, season I mean, ain't I think yeah. so far is implied. implied yes. Because this season ain't. At this moment, I'm, I'm going to go with that a little bit over the Bills. By the way, the Seahawks, I thought they'd be much better than this. Even the Cowboys and the Rams started to scuffle. But let's see what happens by the end of this year. Because there are some teams like the Rams. They lose their first playoff game. That's going to be brutal. But to That's going to be brutal. To the Seahawks' case, they lost Russell Wilson for a extended period they of time. They did, but they so. were no good when he, before that. I know, but he gives you a chance to win. Oh, okay. Backup quarterback didn't give you a chance. No, no, they didn't. They didn't. <laughs>
All right. An under 500 team will make the NFL playoffs. Remember, seven spots this year. Believe it or not, Harry. Ooh, under 500 team? No, I don't, I don't believe that. I believe you have to have a written record to, to make the playoffs this year. Who would be best positioned? Well, I mean, the Vikings the right Vikings, now are the Vikings, right yeah. the Vikings, the NFC. Not the AFC. Sure, yeah. Can't be the AFC. We're talking about the seventh spot, the wild card, right. the Vikings or Washington. Could they get in because it's an uneven Sam schedule? Fran. Eight and I, nine. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Like one of those teams hovering around that spot, fight for it at the end. I believe it. I believe it. I think it could happen, yeah. Speaking of under 500, the Lions will finish the season with more than one win, believe it or not. I've got to look at the schedule, <laughs> who they have left. Exactly. I'll pull it up for you, boys. Hold on. Yeah, I mean, oh, this uh, is good. This is what a, what a great believe. They got the one. They here. got the one win in, so that's either good or bad, depending on how you look they at it. They got a win in a time. At Broncos. <laughs> here we go. At Broncos, Cardinals at home, at Falcons, win. at Seahawks. Versus Packers. Two wins. More than one. I believe it. Yeah, I believe it, too. Two wins. They have a chance the to beat the Seahawks. Hey, get out of here, Evan. <laughs> They're going to lose the rest of the game. Get out of here with that nonsense. I don't believe, I don't believe it. They're going to lose the rest of the games, the Lions. They, he set they, me up. Yeah, they, 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 <laughs> they're going to lose the rest of the games, including to the Falcons. Yeah. I don't think they're December 26th, Merry Christmas, Harry. They're going to lose to the Falcons. They've been they're in, in be a lot Falcons. of games now. It's not like they've been smashed by a lot of teams. So we talked about this yesterday, expectations for quarterbacks in the playoffs. How about this one? Super Bowl or bust for Bill Belichick this year, believe it or not. Ooh. No, I, I don't I don't believe that. Because the expectations coming into the season, um, especially when you you had the quarterback controversy, I won't say the, the quarterback competition with Cam early on and, and Mac Jones, right? So I think we said on the show earlier, Max, that for the Patriots organization, getting to the Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback or I mean getting to the playoffs with a rookie quarterback or Cam Newton would have been great for this organization, mm-hmm. right? And now you can't just flip that just because you see where they are right now. So I think get making the playoffs, and I'll say if they even win a playoff game, they're in good standing. You see, I believe it. At the beginning of the year, I wouldn't have believed it, nor do I think Bill Belichick would have believed it. Reset expectations. But I think now you're starting to see how the AFC is opening up, and you're like, all right, Kansas City, we're playing really good football. Can we be sharp? Yeah, I believe that. I believe that for Bill and the standard he set for himself with the, with the way he approached free agency this past offseason, they, they are prime position to do so. I'm, I say not. I will say this. Believe that they had to make the playoffs or bust. Oh, like yeah. Belichick yes. spent two consecutive years outside the playoff. It's like the Patriot way has vanished. The main thing is Patriot way is back in effect. If they make the playoffs, if they win a game in the playoffs, That's a the Patriot season. way is back. Back, you know, so with a rookie quarterback. So I'm not saying it's bust this year. I just have a tendency to think more like Bill Belichick or like Coach K, where it's like every year we don't win it, that's a bust. That's that's how I feel. Two-time player of the year, you know. I mean, every year we didn't win it, it was like you guys are a bust. Yeah, But you got to think about this. In the back of Bill Belichick's mind, he does understand he doesn't have that explosive guy on offense that they can just go to when they need a play, right? But But he didn't have that the first go-round with Brady either, really. But he had Tom Brady, though. Yeah. Are they playing the best <laughs> one day had, might say he had Tom Mac Brady. Jones, you know what I'm saying? He won Tom Brady that, at that point. Yeah. Yeah, it's gone. I just think at some point, like, you playing against these teams that can put up points, you're going to need a, a go-to guy or two to, to throw the football to. To, to win the to, Super Bowl. To, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, look, if, if Bill Belichick makes it to the AFC championship game, Tom Brady left the cupboard 
there. Tom Brady won a Super Bowl his first year you away from Belichick. Tom Brady, Belichick was two and four after a losing season <laughs> and missing the playoffs, left for dead, and Brady had taken the Patriot magic with him. Oh, it's back. The Patriot way we can see clearly Who's playing the best at football least as AFC? much Belichick. Uh, Who's the playing Patriots the best at the okay. moment? Not the Patriots. Right, cool. There we go. Moving on. Uh, Duke play. That's right. It's the Coach K, Bill Belichick mentality. It's Get out true. of here. Let's go. It's true. And, and if he does get there, he'll be the first coach to take a rookie quarterback oh, to the Super Bowl. Ever. Oh, ever. wow. Can you imagine you the next day after that, Max? He gets one with a rookie quarterback? <laughs> I mean, like, look. Advantage Bill Belichick. It, yeah. If, now. now. <laughs> FBI. <laughs> go ahead, Evan. Go ahead, Evan. I don't want to lose track. I don't want to sidetrack. Go ahead, Evan. I know what Max is going to say. I'll say it real quick. FBI projects right now Bucks patriots Super Bowl. So I'll ask you right now. If that game happens, the Patriots beat the Bucs, believe it or not. Not. I don't. And the reason I don't is this. Nah. They, the Bucks have, when you really look at it, if they're healthy, by far the best roster in the NFL. By far the best roster in the NFL. And even though Belichick might make it close, it's too much. It's like, if Belichick can do that, if the Bucs come into that game healthy and Belichick beats them, the Brady-Belichick discussion, where it's like, maybe it was more Brady. Not only is Belichick in the lead, it, he might end it. He might end the was it more Brady or Belichick if he could beat Brady with that roster in the Super Bowl this year. Don't believe it, Harry? Uh no, nah, Tom Brady's going to win that matchup. Yeah, it's got he, he, ha- he has he has that I, arsenal. He has an I arsenal agree. over there, man. I don't believe it, but I will say this. There was something, and granted that game was back home, there's a lot of emotions, but there was something that seemed pretty tight about Tom when those two met. Mm. Pretty tight. But he, mm. he already got that game out. I, that's he, fine. He, he already got it out, though. I don't, I don't, I don't mean he it's out. It. He already that got don't it mean out. out. He played the game already, Jay. in there now. You see your head Mike coach. And Tomlin, Watch this. speaking of great coaches, was not shy about who's to blame for what happened on Thursday Night Football. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Little Pebbles coming out. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.